Welcome to Live Truth Podcast, a podcast geared towards helping women to know Jesus, love Jesus, and live truth boldly, which should in turn cause us to glorify God with our lives, think biblically, and be compelled to make disciples. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode 11 of Live Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Katrika. Thank you so much again for joining me. Um, This is season two of Live Truth, Culture Wars, Bringing Truth to a Wayward World and Church, where we're taking different topics floating around in culture today and looking at them from a biblical perspective. So today I have on beautiful sister Constance Troutman, aka Vedete Efu. She will be speaking um, about her blog article, Um, that she wrote centered around vaccine mandates and how we as image bearers of God have a a God-given right to say no to vaccines, even the unbelievers. So we'll be discussing that and just really having a candid conversation, sharing our hearts regarding this topic. And um, it's funny that this episode was recorded about two months ago, I would say. So it's kind of all the more prevalent now with the things that are going on and it kind of makes our topic all the more uh, prevalent in the fact that, you know, you're really able to really see the hypocrisy now being that the unvaccinated are pretty much just as transmittable, if not more, some studies show in transmitting the virus while places are still requiring having to show vaccine cards and, you know, passports going on. So, um, we just want to talk about that and just the partiality and this, like I said, the hypocrisy of it all and, you know, how our response as believe what our response to as believers should be um, in these cases. So I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you've been well and I love you. All right, guys, thank you for joining us today. Um, I have Constance Troutman, actually known as Vedete Efu. Um, and thank you for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am originally from Atlanta, Georgia. I've been in the D.C. area for about 12 years, been a believer for about maybe six or seven, maybe not that, not even that long, maybe. Um, 2016 is when I believe I was converted. So I'll put it that way. So maybe, yeah, six years. Um, Probably going on, no, going on seven. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but yeah, so I am the uh, writer and founder of truthandfire.com. Um, it is a blog. Um, I started it in 2015, actually, before I was converted. Um, just wanted to write about my faith and then I got converted and was like, wait a minute, you know. Uh, yeah, just recently got engaged and excited about that. Um, <laughs> so in the throes of wedding planning and just trying to plan for the holidays at the same time. So all of that's going on. But yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> oh, well, praise the Lord. And speaking of salvation, um, tell us a little bit how, about how you got saved, how the Lord saved you. Oh, yeah. OK, so, yeah, I um, I always had been someone who knew, of course, that God existed and things like that. But um, I began to read the Bible for myself in 2015. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't that clear on what it taught. And I knew enough to know and I never admitted this out loud that I didn't understand who Jesus was. Um, so even when I got baptized at my, um, very first church, I was a member of new birth missionary Baptist church in Atlanta with, uh, Bishop Long and I uh, got baptized there. And, um, and I was like, Ooh, I don't know who Jesus is, but I don't know how to tell people this because they're going to say I'm not a Christian. And I, I, it's funny that I had enough wherewithal to know that, but I, I just didn't know who Jesus was. So I would pray every day asking God to help me understand who Jesus is. 
Um, and shortly after I joined New Birth um, and got baptized, I felt this draw on my heart to study God's word for myself. But I was like, well, I go to church and I'm involved and my preacher is, you know, my pastor is preaching. So why would I need to do that? I just felt like the Bible was beyond me. So I just left it alone. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to uh, 20, uh, the early, early part of 2016, I got roped into this um, women's discipleship ministry at my uh, former church uh, in Maryland. And um, I think I was like absent from dance. I was on the liturgical dance team and I'd gotten um, roped into an email for all the women who were interested in this discipleship group. And I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. I wasn't even there, you know, but I went for moral support. I really didn't believe I needed to be part of the discipleship ministry. I have this thing about women's ministries. I'm sorry. I feel bad to say it, but it's just like, it just seemed like it's like a lot of drama, a lot of cattiness, a lot of pettiness, you know, and a lot of talking about how you feel, you know, so I was like, I don't, I don't want any parts of that. But I went to be uh, moral support to some of the young ladies who wanted to be a part of that ministry. And, um, you know, I take the class with them and, and well, the introductory class with them. And they're, you know, talking about learning scripture. And I'm like, oh, I don't really need, I don't really need this uh, class because I'm reading the Bible for myself. Um, but the more I got involved, the Lord set it up where, um, like I won like the curriculum for the class. So I got that for free. So I was like, well, maybe I should go ahead and do it. So it was like a 10 month program. They required us to memorize scripture, to meditate on scripture and then write down what we got from it. And Luke nine twenty three was our foundational scripture. If anyone desires to come after me, let him, uh, deny himself, take up his cross. Was it take up his, was it deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me? Is that Okay. And I should I was like, that's our foundation. And I was meditating on that one night. And I was like, deny myself. <laughs> like, what does that mean? And it's just like overnight, it's just like something hit me. I had a dream. It, this is the weirdest thing. I had a dream that I was getting a tooth pulled and it was like an impacted tooth. And the pain of having that impacted tooth pulled woke me up out of the dream. And I just realized like, oh my gosh, I have not been following Christ. They had been sharing the gospel with us in that, in that um, program. And the funny thing is it was at a church that was not faithful to the gospel, but the program was, um, the curriculum was a third party curriculum. So the facilitators were just regurgitating what the book said. I don't even think they, maybe they did, but we, there, there are different women in there. And I'm looking like, does anybody hear what they're saying? This is not what our pre- our pastor preaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that foundational scripture about denying myself, that was that hit home for me because I was very much into like, you know, I had a house, I had my own businesses, you know, I was a boss, quote unquote boss chick, as we would say back in the day. And so I just thought I had everything. I didn't think I was boastful or proud, but before the Lord, I was, and I didn't, I didn't realize that. So that experience really rocked my world. And I continued with the program. I continued to study scripture. And the irony is that it brought me back to where I was years prior when I realized I didn't know Christ. That program helped me because we went through the book of John. And that's partly why I have my, um, my book club group reading the book and memorizing the book of John, because that book was so instrumental in me understanding who Christ is and it helped me get into God's word more because I remember I wanted to get into God. Well, I was convicted to, to get into God's word. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I have my pastor to read, the, you know, tell me what the Bible says and wanting to know who Jesus was. And it was just so funny how this this ministry set it up where I had to learn scripture and it 
they set it around scripture that like pointed directly to who Christ is. And from that point on, my eyes were open. I started noticing how, like anything I had, you know, issues with, you know, any baggage, fears of rejection, fears of loneliness and all that. It all went away. So I'm like, oh, I got Jesus, you know. And um, yeah, so that's just how it was. I came to Christ through that program, ironically, at a church that did not preach Christ. So Amen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Lord, he will, hey, he'll have that burning bush somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? He he so, he yeah. does. That was beautiful. And that's that's like a lot of a lot of we're good at being church, but couldn't t- have a distorted view of the gospel, you know. And so yeah. um that's just to keep but when the Lord arrests our heart, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Just, yeah so amazing. Yeah. Um so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, what we're gonna be talking about today, of course, is your um article or your blog that you wrote on vaccine mandates and just kind of get into um what that blog um what you discussed in the blog, and I'll ask a couple more questions. Okay, let me pull that up right quick, make sure I got it right in front of me. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. (laughs) Okay. Okay, you go ahead. Oh, oh, you just want me to discuss it? Oh, I thought you were Oh, sorry. (laughs) So um, I wrote this blog because you know, back, this was around September and, um, a lot was coming down the pike with, um, vaccine mandates. A lot of things weren't in place just yet, but there were threats or, or, or plans of, let me make sure I feel like something. Oh, my phone is in the, in the shot. Um, there were plans, let me move this over so that good. There were plans to, for amongst employers to put vaccine mandates in place. We saw different cities, um, different countries, even putting uh, vaccine mandates in place. And it just felt like they were just, like coming from every angle, um, even some threats from um, Congress people putting in bills or putting in proposals to um, to impose vaccine mandates for traveling on the plane. So it was just like, it was a lot for me. And one thing that I have to do to process how I feel about things is to write. And so I just did a lot of research, um, saw who was doing what and where and when, and put it all together so that I could organize my thoughts and I could provide some insight to others regarding what's going on, but also how we should respond as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when I write my blog post, it's not, it doesn't initially start for other readers. It starts for myself, <laughs> um, just so that I can kind of get my wits about me and how I should be responding to things or reacting to them biblically. And then I just you know, pour it out in the blog and I share it. And so for the vaccine mandate piece, when vaccines come in like a flood, um, that's exactly how I felt. And it made, it made me feel like when the enemy comes in like a flood, because that's what it felt like. And, you know, that scripture talks about the Lord lifting up the standard. And we know that ultimately that standard is Christ. We know it's the truth of God. We know that, like, for example, with Jesus in the wilderness in Matthew, what, four, when Satan is tempting him in the, um, in the wilderness and how, the Lord responded with the word, you know? And so I wanted to make sure that I provided a biblical perspective behind how we should respond. There were a lot of believers who are, you know, which I don't disagree with about, you know, I'm going to go through my local, you know, congressperson, or I'm going to, you know, go out and protest or march or whatever the case may be. I have my personal thoughts about that, but as far as being a believer, what are we supposed to do and how should we look before the world and how we respond to things um, coming up? And so one thing um, I was very adamant about, I think probably in the first draft of the piece was I said, no, and no should be enough. So why are you still bothering me? You know, but I had to, (laughs) I had to really realize like, what, what is the basis of my no? And that no is that I have bodily autonomy 
the Lord created me the, and, and of course I'm a steward over this, over this, um, I, I don't say vessel, but I'm a steward over my own body. And so I have the right to say no, and that should be sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's one thing where they might be requiring us to, I don't know, turn around three times and stand on one foot. I don't know. But when it gets to the point of, um, even with the lockdowns, but when you're getting to the point where you're putting something in your body, I just felt like the audacity, how are they even, you know, finding that okay? And so I just thought about, you know, the inherent bodily autonomy we have from the Lord and how we're ultimately the Lord's, even, even the non-believer who denies Christ, even their soul, their bodies, ultimately God created them, you know, that we're all made in the image of God. And so even they have that bodily autonomy, that, that common grace and that right to say, no. Um, and so I wanted to bring that to like um, the other aspect that was um, of concern to me was um, how there's a lot of thought around the vaccines being the cure-all. Um, vaccines are, you know, is according to them, they, these vaccines are safe, they're effective and all of that. But as time went on, we noticed how the talking points changed. Like, oh, you need this vaccine to prevent to prevent, you know, the spread, then it became, well, it doesn't really present, prevent the spread, but it, it, I guess, reduces the um, severity of the disease and hospitalizations and things like that and, and potential death. Then it's like, well, you know, so it kept changing. And so I thought about, let's hold this up to how the Lord says that, you know, in his word. And I think David says this when he's saying, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about the the intelligent design behind our bodies and how the Lord put this immune system in us mm-hmm. that can fight off virtually, you know, I don't want to say virtually anything because I know there's things like cancer and other uh, diseases that are incurable, but still there's something in our bodies, even with these things that, that are that are attempting to fight, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, how are you not considering, you know, for the healthy, for someone who's healthy, I get we're in a fallen world. Um, so sickness is a real thing, you know, I don't, I, you know, growing up with, you know, what's the TD Jakes and the Eddie Longs, the thought is, well, um, you know, if you have enough faith, you can pray it away, you know, but that might be the Lord's will that you are, you know, dealing with this particular illness and, you know, his glory is, is to be, to be gotten from that. But we also know that the Lord, you know, just the way he created us, he gave us an immune system. And for those who are relatively healthy, those who are relatively young, um, COVID in particular happens to be a disease that is pretty much easy to fight off. You know what I mean? So I just didn't understand why we were required or being mandated to get a vaccine for something that ultimately has a 99.9% chance of survival. Some people change it to like 96%. It's still high. It's still over 90%. You know right. what I mean? Um, and then seeing that for that population who we shut down the world for, which was the elderly and the immunocompromised, I just saw the bait and switch because when we shut down, we literally shut down the world because we didn't know how this vaccine, I mean, not this vaccine, this this disease would spread to those who are the elderly and immunocompromised, which are usually one and the same, but we we didn't go anywhere for almost a year in a lot of places because we didn't want the chance of spreading it to grandma, grandpa, and cousin Millie, who, you know, has, you know, lupus, right? right. And then the idea is like, let's get a, let's hurry up, get a vaccine done. And then, you know, then President Trump gets the vaccine and everyone's like, you know, on the other side, politically speaking, <laughs> on the, 
on left. I ain't getting that vaccine. Yes, it ain't, we don't know. You know, it's just looking like. <laughs> and then, when, you know, um, President Biden gets in the office, all of a sudden it's just like, this is the most wonderful thing. We, you know what I mean? So it just didn't make sense. And so in writing this piece, I was hoping to appeal to the common sense of someone who, even believers, but even unbelievers who, who for some reason, I think it's the strong delusion. That's where I'm at with it. I really think this is a whole Romans one situation. Um, but because for, for people to believe this stuff and buy into it, you have to be insane. You have to be delusional. Um, so that's what I'm looking at because co- like logic and common sense are just not prevalent right now with this. Like no. you're telling me I have to be vaccinated to protect someone who's vaccinated, but that's the whole point of their vaccine. But you also know that your vaccine is not a true vaccine. So it's like, yeah. this is weird. Um, so yeah, so I tried to point, you know, that particular, you know, logic gap out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other aspect was um, the idea of being convinced in our own minds about what we're going to do. Um, like I said, you know, we should have the right to say no, but people who want to do it, that's their business. You know, we might have our thoughts about where they are spiritually or with their, their faith and things like that. But ultimately, they do have the right to get it if they want it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I would personally say watch out because, you know, eventually it's going to be incremental steps towards the mark. I am I am adamant about that. I know some people may think that, you know, that's crazy talk, that's conspiracy theories. But mm-hmm. right now, conspiracy theory, so to speak, which I would just say people who are discerning and right. and I would just say, you know, prophecy even. I would think that they're kind of like, you know, I don't know, 10 and 0 at this point. I'm not just, I'm just making up a number. I don't know. But a lot of these things are coming to, to pass at this point. So before they even started talking about boosters, I was like, yeah, they're going to want you to get this vaccine and then they're going to ask you to do something else. Mm-hmm. And the only way that is something that I and others can know is that we know what happens. We, we've read Revelation. We've read um, the accounts in, God, in God's word about how a time is coming when you're going to be required to receive something in your, you know, in the head and in your hand, right hand. And, you know, there's a lot of argument about whether or not, you know, the mark of the beast is, you know, literal or figurative. I think it's, or or spiritual, I should say, I think it's both. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that the mark from what I'm reading, the mark has, um, it manifests itself outwardly, whatever's in your heart already, you know, concerning your faith in the Lord will, will bear fruit in your willingness to receive something in your body that you probably don't need. Also, of course, that's going to come with you also bowing down to the antichrist. But my point is those little incremental steps and knowing how Satan moves incrementally, Mm -hmm. that for me was like from the beginning, before any of the information came out about how ineffective these vaccines were, that enough was enough for me to say, no, I'm good. I don't want it. And then of course, what do they do? They start introducing, you know, booster shots and, Now they're looking at a fourth booster and it's like, and now people who, I think in Australia, one of the um, either premiers, prime ministers there said that, yeah, if you have, if you've gotten your double dose um, dosage, that is not going to be good enough one day where if we ask you to get a booster, you're going to get a booster or you're not no longer considered fully vaccinated. So think about that. Like this line keeps moving. So, you know, so for me, I just feel like, if someone is convinced in their own mind, no matter their reasoning, even if you think they're insane, if their convictions don't drive them to want to get this, this vaccine, you are actually sinning against the Lord by, you know, trying to bind, bind their conscience. Right. Um, and they will be sinning against the Lord by, you know, violating their conscience, by, you know, getting something that they are in their hearts and not, you know, 
or well, I should say pretty sure it's something they don't need or want. Yeah. Um, so I try, I tried to look at all those aspects in the article and, um, yeah, I had to take a little social media break after, <laughs> after writing it because I had to do so much research. I had to look into how people were responding to it. I had to look at, you know, what our president was saying about it. Who, sorry, that, that like that bot bothers <laughs> me. And I'm trying, I have to, I have a piece coming up about pray for Brandon because it is so tempting to deal with this. Let's go Brandon thing. But I know from the heart, we're still cursing this man and that's right. not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed yeah. to be honoring him and praying for him. Um, and I think it's possible to disagree with him and still show respect or honor towards the office. Yeah. And so, um, but you know, that whole situation with the vaccine mandates and, and the way he spoke and, you know, the, you know, we're, I'm, my patience is wearing thin. I'm just like, bruh, who are you talking to? You know, <laughs> like I'm a whole grown woman over here with these pills. What you doing? Um, you know, and then just threatening people's livelihoods. And the irony of it all is the day after I got engaged, I got a call from my job telling me that, hey, D.C. is about to implement a vaccine mandate for teachers because, you know, I work as a teacher here. And the idea is um, <laughs> the idea is that you won't have the option to test out. And up to that point, um, I, I had the option to test out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I didn't freak out. You know, there was a temptation to, but I was like, Lord, you see this, you know, we just got engaged, you know, trying to, you know, get married and all that good stuff. And so I just had to pray. And I went back and I, um, I wrote, I just got inspired to write a, a religious exemption letter. Cause I wasn't going to write one at first because I felt like, what am I asking for an exemption for? Because if you're telling me that I can, you know, test out every week, right. then, you know, I, even though I don't think it's fair, um, that I, as an unvaccinated person, and I don't want to say unvaccinated because it just sounds like the default is vaccination. Mm -hmm. Is someone who um, has donated her dosage, <laughs> dosage just to science, as I say. Um, I don't, I don't um, understand why I would have to be tested weekly or however often when someone who is um, has gotten the vaccine can very much spread the disease as well. Yeah. And so I didn't find it to be fair. Um, and I've had COVID and all that. I don't find that to be fair. I have, you know, got the antibody test and all that. I had, you know, documentation to show. But um, but when I learned that, you know, it was pretty much either get vaccinated or you don't work, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So I just went ahead and told my job, like, well, I guess we'll have to start transitioning someone into my role because I don't want to lead you guys on and say that, oh, let me think about it, knowing that I'm probably in the background looking for another job. Mm -hmm. Let me just go ahead and tell you now, I'm not getting it because I don't want this conversation to come up again. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I, I'm not doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I was willing to let my job go if, if it came to that. Um, and uh, by God's grace, um, about a week later, I felt inclined to write my religious exemption um, letter to request um, the, or to look into what could be, what could be an option for me. Um, and I happened to read the DC mayor's, um, order and they actually had testing out as an option. Okay. And what I thought was so interesting is the way the media reported it. And of course, the way the information got to our company, they made it seem like there was no choice, mm -hmm. but as long as this constitution is in place and there are some honorable people that will uphold it, you know, in the Supreme court, then, we have that right, you know, mm -hmm. even as believers, if there is, you know, Paul talks about these things like, hey, if you were a slave when you were called, then, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Don't like feel like, oh, now that I'm a believer, I got to, 
you know, fight for my freedom because you're free in Christ. But if there are practical means that would allow you to get your freedom, and I think he says that in Philemon as well. Mm-hmm. I think he does. I could be mix, mixing it up. If he if if you have the opportunity from a legal standpoint to exercise um, a particular right, then as a believer, we, we have that right to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, here it is. So I, I get to, to test out. And so I wrote my letter. It was very long. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was there. You can write that. I didn't realize how long it was. It was so long. I went back and read it like, oh, I hope she don't think I was like going off on her. But that was like five in the morning. I'm just like, first of all, <laughs> did you post that? I didn't post it. No. Okay. Okay. I had a few people ask me for a copy of it, but no one from my, from what I could tell has used it. Cause it's so long, you know? Um, but, uh, cause they're like, what did you say? I'm just like, I said everything, you know, but, uh, it, you know, it was, a, it was a little bit of some of the things I was sharing in the blog, but just like, yo, like, even if you, as a, as an employer, if you are a professing Christian mm-hmm. and you would, allow yourself to um or if you would fire or let go of of an employee simply because of their vaccination status you would be practicing partiality Mm -hmm. you would be practicing discrimination even if the 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 state has found a way to make it legal for you to do understand that that's what you're doing so i appeal to that too i appeal to my employer like hey if that's what y'all think if y'all think y'all christian then you ain't being christianly if you're gonna let me go because of this 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 vaccine uh mandate um but by God's grace, my company has been amazing. They were so gracious towards me with it. Um, they got the letter and I feel like in 10 minutes, I got an email saying, continue to work. We're going to turn this over to, um, not the mayor's office, but the public school system here and just continue to work as you've been doing. So, um, I'm grateful for that. Um, am I resting my laurels on that? No, um, not because I, uh, don't trust my company but I just don't trust society at this point <laughs> to honor a thing long-term. And so I, you know, I'm going to work every day. I, I love my job. I love the students I work with. Um, I want to be faithful to my job in the interim, but I'm always, you know, in the back of my mind prepared that if, you know, things get crazy and it's, if it's between, you know, the Lord and this job, then I got to choose the Lord. And the Lord is who gave me this job, you know, and I think that's one thing we as believers have to remember, like, well, I had to get it for my job. I mean, who gave you that job? You know, if your conviction is that you would be sinning against or dishonoring God for getting this vaccine, then consider who actually gave you that job. I think mm-hmm. he talks about that in Joshua, I think Joshua eight. I can't remember. Or is it Joshua one and eight? I can't remember. But when he talks about, um, remember that, you know, I'm the one who gave you this, this prosperity or the success. And I basically, um, am, am who gives you the ability to get wealth. I could be quoting the wrong verse or chapter, but I remember it being in Deuteronomy 8.18. Maybe it's Deuteronomy. Obtain, get wealth. I felt like maybe it is. Girl, girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I got to look it up. But I, I, I felt like it was in Joshua. Maybe it was the success one in Joshua when he talks about that, but I recall like somewhere in the Old Testament, Lord, forgive me for not knowing, but that the Lord talks about that. He is the one who gives us the ability to get wealth. I should know that verse really well because they were saying it like crazy in those prosperity. <laughs> prosperity. And that's what makes me think about it because <laughs> that's what it's used. They will, they will say it so much. They will abuse that scripture so bad. But at the end of the day, like I, you know, I have to keep in mind that the Lord, anything that I have, the Lord has given it to me. And so when the world is trying to, 
basically make me choose it over the world. I have to remember, I mean, over the Lord, I have to remember why am I where I, where I am right now? How did I get here? Who gave me this ability or these, these, the, the resources to get these things done. And when I do that, it always brings me back to like, okay, let me, let me do what I got to do to honor the Lord. And so I pray, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say I'm not perfect at it because I'm sure there's, I mean, I don't want to say I'm perfect at it is what I'm trying to say. I'm sure there's some ways I've definitely messed up in that area, but I do try my best to, you know, cling to the Lord, cling to his word, cling to what it is that he would have me do. And then just let everything else work itself out. So more so seek first the kingdom and all things will be added, right? Mm -hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added. So I'm trying to keep that in mind with these vaccine mandates. So that's what I would encourage, you know, and I hope that peace would encourage uh, believers to do is that when they're putting our backs against the wall about, they're basically challenging us to choose them over the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it may not seem like that right now because it's like, oh, it's just get the vaccine so you can keep your job. But that's essentially what they're doing as they push the vaccine as the main way or the primary way um, or the only way to fight this thing, they are undermining God's design with our immune system by them telling us now they're telling, telling us that kids have to get it like this is insane. So it's, it's just the world's way of chipping away at the truth of God. And if you're not discerning, if you're not vigilant, which is what the word tells us to be pretty much on all fronts, you're, you're going to miss it. You know, oh, that's just a, it's no big deal. They are finding little ways to creep in and tell us that what our Lord has done for us and who the Lord is, is not true. And I think with these vac and people clinging to these vaccines now, feeling safe now that they got a vaccine. Meanwhile, their immune system was just fine the way it was. Um, the fact that they would put more faith in this man-made concoction that may or may not have aborted fetal cells. In, you know, I know they were talking about fetal stem. Uh, yeah. uh, what is it? Fetal stem. What is it called? Fetal cell lines or yes. cell cell something like that, where they Alarm. took some old aborted fetal tissue from the 80s and like just started creating these I don't know it's mad science crazy mm-hmm. um but in either, so that's another aspect too of it regarding violating someone's conscience um so yeah so that's that's the the nuts and bolts of the article and what motivated me to write it and you know so yeah yeah thank you for sharing that it was it was good and very rich and like I said I like how you brought it out and saturated with God's word and truth and um and just it was it was very encouraging. And like you said, you know, we do have a lot of Romans one going on now, especially with the the very ones that are saying we care about your bodies. That's why we're um, bringing forth these mandates and making these decisions for you are the very ones that are wanting to murder babies up to nine months, you know, or right. at all for that matter, you know. Right. And so it's just we have to really look at these things. And like I was sharing in another podcast, you know, like you shared exactly what I said in another podcast. We're not using truth for one, logics or even facts, you know. <laughs> I love it. We don't we don't care about none of that. No, it's said this is what they well this is what they told me, you know, and that's just <laughs> truth to them. And no, and it, and what what concerns me is this believers, you know, I expect the world to be this way, but but believer, you right. feel with the Holy Ghost, you know, reading right. God's word every day, you know. Um and again just logics and facts. Come on, you know, it's, it's really, it's disheartening, you know, and it's really concerning, but just knowing that we can trust in God's word, that his, his, his truth will prevail and his church will continue to grow, you know, um, right. and so just, just not 
trying not to care about what it looks like, you know, but yeah. yeah. But it's you you love and you care about the individuals and you just don't want to see them being deceived away. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that because it's like it's it's easy. And you know, it's 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 a little bit of a challenge right now because you know, within our own churches, we have members who are like they're not coming to church unless everybody's vaccinated, they're not coming to church unless there's a vet a, a mask requirement in place. And you know, for me personally, I'm the I'm the one who would, you know what? Okay, I don't appreciate this this mask mandate, but you know, let me just throw this thing on and you know, just you know, at least we gathering, you know. But I would prefer not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do find it to be. I don't want to use strong language like a spit in God's face. I don't want to, because that's what comes to my mind. But I want to be careful in how I'm phrasing it. And I also want to. I don't want to dishonor the Lord with that but it's it's just such an to me it would be an affront to the lord mm-hmm. to get here and preach about how much faith we have and actually preach you know and come from scriptures that actually counter or contradict what we're doing with having these masks on mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about faith and everyone's talking about you know not wanting to be with like the world and how this is god's house but then at the same time we're like mm-hmm, you know gotta oh, try to find a mask on. like i don't do my I don't use my uh, cloth mask anymore. They they break out my face, but this one just happens to be here. But you know, we're like, mm-hmm, amen. You know, it's just, it just looks so, we look muzzled. Yeah. And for me, it's less about the the act of putting on the mask because it's nothing, you know, in my opinion. It's the, it's the optics where it, it makes us look like, you know, we really don't believe what, what we're saying. We believe. And I feel like for those who might be weak in faith, who actually are afraid of this virus, um, and I do say we can faith and, you know, it may offend some people, but if you are afraid of, of COVID, your faith is very weak. That's just, that's just call it what it is. And I say that to say, is it, is it, is it wrong to have concerns or, you know, a little bit of fear over flesh eating, you know, disease or something like that, then, you know, I would say no, but when you've gotten the information, you know, that's very clear that, you know, your survival rate is very high or, or chance of survival is very high. Um, the illness itself, uh, the, the, the impact on you will be, you know, likely very minimal. You know, if you were freaking out at this point, you, what, what are we doing? But I just feel like with the mask, it kind of emboldens that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people sitting in different sections of, of the church because they don't want to be near anybody, not because they themselves are sick, but because they don't want you to get them. It's like stuff like that. I would need prayer to have patience for um i've been doing okay so far but you know i can only imagine how churches are looking now with you know different members having different convictions over this whole thing but um or just how you know a pastor might choose to respond to a to a um, a government um ordinance or, or whatnot so i personally don't think that you know they should pay it any mind because <laughs> that's the lord's house mm-hmm. um you know but that's the reason why I'm not a pastor. Can't be a pastor. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, so I want to be careful with that, but I just feel like, golly, this thing is just revealing so much, but I just feel like definitely at, by this point or at this point, people who are still, who are believers mm-hmm. who are still freaking out over COVID, like there's something else going on. Like right. this is not, it's to me, it's no longer related to COVID. It's there's like, they're, they're bought into a political agenda in my opinion. Um, that, that unfortunately is all the way demonic, um, you know, because those people who happen to be gung-ho about these vaccine mandates happen to also be gung-ho about abortion, which is like, 
they don't see the hypocrisy of it all, but it's like, okay, you know, my body, my choice, but you got to put that mask on. You know? Right. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, and running around talking about how you don't have the right to kill me. You're talking about your rights, but you don't have the right to kill me, but you want the right to kill your child. Like, right. come on, you know, right. so it's like, geez. So, um, I am just really asking the Lord for patient, uh, or asking the Lord's patience for, um, that kind of thing in the church. But I also know that some of this stuff is necessary for the Lord to um, refine his church. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, return- he's returning for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And so I think right now, all the spots and wrinkles are being, um, you know, cleaned and ironed out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you mentioned earlier, I think, I think that was you that mentioned earlier about, you know, um, maybe not just wanted to be patient with everybody. Um, but I'm also at a point where I'm just like, you know what, if someone is at a point where they just don't want to fellowship with us because there's no vaccine mandate in place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I saw a pastor that, um, that said that, that people couldn't come and worship anymore if they didn't have a vaccine. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, it's going to have to be a lot of goodbyes going on right now. And I think people need to be brave enough to do the goodbyes. I think there's going to have to be people who are at churches where they just feel like, whatever's going on is not for them. They can, I really first, before anybody goes anywhere, I think they should definitely go to their pastor, go to their church leadership, you know, graciously, lovingly, patiently try to explain, you know, from the, from, from God's word, Hey, this is where I'm at with this, blah, 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 blah. But if nothing changes, they need to say bye-bye for those who are members of churches where the churches are being faithful and they're meeting. And they're like, look, we're not putting any, any of these mandates in place, but if you choose, I don't have a problem with someone choosing to put their mask on. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to do this, that's your business, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there may be people who don't who disagree with it and they're not coming to church. Just bye-bye. You know, I, again, the same way you should appeal to the leadership. We can appeal to those members to see if they would be willing to stay you know, if it's a Matthew 18 kind of situation where someone's offended you with this whole thing, you want to go to them. But if after all, if you've done everything you can to reach out and hold up, it's okay. Just let it go. One thing I don't want, um, and I think is actually unbiblical, is for everyone trying to make these things that are antithetical to God's word, help them use net right, but things that are just contrary to God's word and contrary to what it looks like to um, the just living by faith co-mingling and recalling that peace or calling that patience or grace or what is what are they saying now what are the people saying now um oh gosh what is it i think the craves people always say stuff like this like um uh uh grace and space like all that like (laughs) grace and space like they didn't see it they didn't see it y'all stop grace and space like no 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 this is reconciled it grace and space (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> room to just be you give them the grace to just sin you know what i'm saying oh, and like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh okay. yeah just to be just to be afraid and i feel like it is necessary i think when the stuff first broke broke out um i remember being very like vocal about it and um you know people who were displaying fear and i was made to feel like i was being unloving by trying to exhort and encourage people like don't fear don't fear don't fear it was like, oh, they have fears, so you got to respect their fears. Actually, I don't, because God's word says he's not giving us a spirit of fear. I don't respect that fear. Now, I'm going to be compassionate about it because you're human. I'm human. We all have weaknesses. And so I want to go to you like the Lord says in uh, Galatians 6, 
when it mm-hmm. talks about, the, you know, winning the brother back uh, with grace and things like that. But I'm going to tell you what the Lord's word says, like, hey, we're not supposed to be fearing these things, you know, and I don't know. But but it was it was I was just made to feel like and this is just on all fronts, no matter what context I was in church on social media, day to day life, people just made it seem like me saying don't fear, don't fear was like, how dare you take away, want to take away my fear. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, we, we would need to be checking these emotions. Okay. Yes. What, what the emotion about, is this emotion honoring God? Because if I'm fearing, then that means, you know, I'm fearing death, you know, and we right. don't fear death. Those we that are not right. fear death, right. you know, because we can't add a day to our days, you know, right. our days right. are already numbered. And they're so. numbered. So if it, if we go in now, cause we fellowship with the Lord and we all caught COVID and died, do you know what? That's going to, you I don't that's, the Lord. You ain't ready to go be with the Lord. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what I was like, let's do this. You know, <laughs> I'll have a death wish. You know, I'm not suicidal. I'm not morbid. But at the same time, if my my knowing that my days are numbered gives me so much peace. I know that sounds so counterintuitive to a lot of people, but knowing that I can just go out here and live my life and no matter what, if it's not my day to go, I ain't going nowhere. Now, does that mean we tempt the Lord? No. Yeah. But going to church is not tempting the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Fellowshipping, come what may, with God's people is not tempting the Lord. You're doing what he said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're going to stay away from your church because, you know, you want your church to put a vaccine mandate in place and they haven't done it, what are you going to do? Because you fear COVID. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do when these people are chopping off heads because you're a Christian? Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do when we have to like go to church underground and they start, you know, they, you know, start smoking us out because they, you know, okay, all the churches go to this, this house church every, you know, every two weeks, something like that. And they start coming. From, what are you going to do? Well, I ain't going there because they're going to be your, no, like, I just thought, I would just imagine how the first, the early church, first century church will look at us now, like a, yeah. over a cold or a virus, or, you know, a flu virus, like get out, <laughs> you know? So it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just the, it's just the craziest thing. And, and the thing that has frustrated me the most in this whole thing is everyone saying, be gracious to those who they're characterizing it as being weak in faith, but this is not the same thing mm-hmm. as, you know, oh, I don't want to eat this meat because I don't want to violate my conscience. And I just prefer not to have this meat. Mm-hmm. They're like legit, not wanting to fellowship with God's people. Mm-hmm. They're legit trying to force other brothers and the Lord, brothers and sisters in the Lord to put something in their bodies that they have strong convictions against. And it's just like, I don't know. All in the name of you should just do it. I had a, a lady that came to me and she said, you need to get the vaccine. And I said, well, why? Because you just need to get the vaccine. So I explained <laughs> all of that to her, you know, as far as, you know, me talking to even a pastor, um, six of his members contracted COVID and five were vaccinated. So I okay. said, yeah. And and so I said, well, if you can still give me the vaccine and I can, I mean, the, um, the, um, virus. the virus and I can still give it to you. Why would I get it? And I've already had COVID and I did. I did fine with it. The Lord saw me through it. And it's to me, nothing worth me getting the vaccine over right. because I said, the reason why I'm, I'm asking you this is because I want you to think, you know, before you go and tell people that they need to do this, you need to have a reason as to why and not just yeah. something you're seeing on uh, media, you know? And so it's just, it's, it's those kind of things. And then I had a gentleman 
on Twitter tell me, you know, that I wasn't loving my neighbor and I wasn't saved because I didn't get, I wasn't getting the vaccine. Yes. And you know, like, <laughs> there's nothing in God's word that says anything about getting the vaccine in order to be saved. Like, if anything, counters all of that. Like, stop the madness, people. Stop the madness. Yes. You but know. that's what they are. And it's just like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a lot. I remember when we were doing the lockdowns and I heard someone say, another uh, believer say that if they saw um, more than five cars at somebody's house, they were going to report them. And this is a belief, a professor believer, believer saying this. And I'm looking like these people could be having church, right? They could be worshiping the Lord together. And you go actually help, you know, break that up. Like, come on now. I mean, I'm also like, even if it's a family that want to get together to play dominoes or whatever, I don't know. Or Uno, I don't care. I've, that ain't my business. Like, that's what, that's the risk they want to take. That's on them. You know, if you want to call even a risk, but um. But yeah, and I don't want to undermine people's experiences with COVID. I think what happens is similar to abortion. People take the the smaller cases, not to say that these cases are not um, are sad or traumatic or anything like that. Like for with abortion, you have rape or incest and things like that. That is like insane. Or, or with COVID, you've had people's family members die um, from from the disease. But it's like I find it so ironic that our president and others of his ilk have found a way to try to make those who have not gotten the vaccine the minority. And so we need to move full speed ahead and require vaccine mandates because the majority want it. And I'm like, if we're going by majority, like you want to be democratic, like you really, like sincerely, let's look at the fact that the majority of people who get COVID survive and don't, are not hospitalized. Let's look at the majority of abortions are, you know, from single women who um, are electing to do it for some non- I don't even know if there's a such thing as a medical reason for having a, having an abortion. It doesn't, it doesn't even make any logical sense to me. I don't even get it, but um, they're electing to get it for convenience and things like that. So it's like, why does the majority or, you know, statistics that have, that bear out in a higher number on this end for this particular issue get mm-hmm. to be, you know, dismissed, but on this end it's, it's, it's embraced, you know? Right. So you're on. <laughs> even with them saying, even in the abortion with, my body, my choice, it's not their body. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, even right. That, like it's not it's your body. Not your body. Right, right. And then so, you actually put placing your body in more harm by getting the abortion. Mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. with the, the argument, and not to change the subject of this, of this episode, but just real quick, even with the subject of, or the issue of rape and people go, oh, well, if you... Um, you know, you're not protecting rape victims by being, you know, pro-life or, or anti-abortion or whatever. And, and I'm thinking like, actually being pro-abortion protects rapists mm-hmm. because they can hide the evidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, got a pregnant. Let me, yeah, you need to go take care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they don't think that way. And it's just like, because it's sin and it's a disease. And that's ultimately what sin is. It's just, it's a disease of the brain, the spirit, you know, the body. Mm-hmm. It is a sickness. Mm-hmm. And just watching people just bear bear that sin out is is really sad. Is really disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to learn not to argue with people who are overcome by sin because they are sick, and um, and it, and it does not mean when I say they doesn't mean like oh I'm just so perfect, mm-hmm. but I can empath yeah I can empathize because it's like a before I was saved I was definitely there had that same mindset 
And then even as a believer who's being perfected, I'm not yet perfect. And so there are struggles that come Mm -hmm. every day. And so that's where you want to be more gracious to people. But when you are dealing with other believers who are, you know, quick to be like, I'm, you know, sold out, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled and all that stuff. And then they turn around and say something so (laughs) against God's word. And, you know, I don't know. And just people just forgetting about Romans. um, Was it 12? No, Romans, what is it? Romans, oh gosh, what Romans, 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 Romans. I say Romans 12, not Romans 12. What is it with the verses about um about um being renewed, you know, in your mind? Well, um, is it 12, like two or three? Okay. Yeah. One, three, yeah. Yeah. So when it talks about renewing your mind and so that you may know what the will of God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, so everything, you know, everything, um, may not be explicitly spoken of in God's word, but we should be able to make a, 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 a sound judgment about like whether or not this is something mm-hmm. that, you know, would honor the Lord or that would be a sin against the Lord because we see what he said about this. And again, back to, you know, God not giving us a spirit of fear. Okay, so that tells me, well, I'm, I'm human. I'm going to be afraid of, you know, but God has not given us the spirit of fear. So if you are filled with God's spirit, you need to check that emotion, like you mentioned earlier, because it's an emotion, it's fleeting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the most accurate, you know, uh, standard to, to live by or compass to, to guide your life by. So go into God's word. And like you said, how does this feeling honor the Lord? And if it does not, um, if it's causing you to actually sin against him by violating a very explicit commandment, which is to gather, right. um, I would say, let me, let me check myself. But I just, I'm sad that it took people to get vaccinated to finally be like, okay, I'll go back. But if that's where they're at, then okay, glad you're back. Hopefully you learned your lesson and you won't freak out like that again. But this thing is, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's causing some division. I would say in a lot of cases, rightfully so. Um, but at the same time, um, there's also that frustration of trying to walk that line between, I gotta be patient with my brother but also know that my brother is like legit insane right now. Yeah. You know, so. Know. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so sad. And I just have to trust the Lord. And like you said, just pray and just very, be very discerning to in it all. Um, because we don't want to cast our prayers before swine either, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just because, um, because, because we know that there are people even in the church that, they're not born again. Like we weren't, and you know, I was in church right. 30, almost 30 years of my life and was not born again and thought right. I was, you know? And so looking at it from that aspect and what's, what's the scripture in Corinthians that talks about, um, how, um, those that, you know, basically are dead and sin will not discern the things of the spirit or those. Oh that are yeah. 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 It's the spirit. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, they're in church and even though they're professing Christ, you know, um, they may not be saved, you know? And so it's just one of those things, just being discerning and just really led by the Lord in these times. We've got to be, because it's like everywhere we turn, right is wrong and wrong is right. Right. <laughs> Even in the church, you're like, am I standing alone? But then you go and you, I talk to people like you, or we go to G3 and then you just like, we're not alone. We're not alone. I know. I was so encouraged by that. Oh my gosh. Like just to be amongst the saints and I don't think one time it was just like a thing. Nobody, I, I mean, people probably had side conversations about it, but I love how naturally we just went in and there was no like, should I put on a mask? Should I, 
I, I didn't see a single mask. I didn't see anyone trying to act like they wanted to put a mask on. We was like, child, look. Mm-hmm. And, out of all those- and I don't think anybody cared about it there with COVID. No. <laughs> and this post is about to say, you know, out of all the people, out of all the people I follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I don't see, I didn't hear anybody say that they had COVID, COVID you know? Yeah. And so it was just beautiful, such a beautiful time. And just to be on one accord, you know, it was just beautiful. And so I just praise the Lord. So it's times like that, that encourage us. And then, you know, our brothers and sisters, we see here and there on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, Instagram. Um, And so that's what we need in these times to cling all the more to Christ and one another, you know, yeah, be able to stand because the way that this world is going and even those in the church, by the time you get finished talking to them, if you're not solid in what you believe and knowing what we believe, we'll start waiting. We'll be like, well, wait a minute. You know, right. because they just yeah. be so um just so adamant about their truth, you know. And so um, so yeah, so I encourage you guys if if make sure you're saturated in God's word, you know, and 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 stand with some solid believers and be at good have a good be attend a good Bible teaching church. Um right. And stay connected with some sound community um, in this time. So I thank you, sis. I have you have blessed us today. <laughs> I, I hope I made sense. And I have good to just go off, and then it's like, wait, what did I say? No, you was good. You were good. Oh, um, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they were encouraged too. So now that we're nearing the end, um, I want you to share the gospel with our listeners, and then share how they can get in contact with you. Sure, sure. So ultimately, uh, we were born in the sin. Um, we're writing a piece about that now. Well, it might be a little controversial about, you know, where the babies go to heaven. It's like a whole situation. But we were born into sin. Um, and there's nothing we can do in ourselves to redeem ourselves, to cleanse ourselves, to be right before the Lord, to earn his salvation or his or his love. But because he loved us first, he has sent his son um, to die for our sins um, through Adam you know, all, you know, sin came to all men, but through Christ, um, salvation, um, is available, um, to those who will receive it. And I just pray that those, um, who the Lord will have, uh, receive it will, will receive it of course. And so we know that it's the gospel that will change hearts. We know that it's the gospel that will, um, uh, purify us through Christ. And that is of course my, sorry, it's my fiance calling. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> like I have my speaker on, but guys, it's all in the background. But um, but we know that ultimately it's the Lord who saves us, and I'm great. I'm so grateful to God um, that uh, He He gave us His gift that we could not earn. There's nothing we can do, not a vaccine status, uh, a mask or no mask. No matter what we do in regards to COVID, it is not any of that that saves us. Uh mm-hmm. hold on. Let me tell him I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told him I had a had this interview. <laughs> Um, but in either case, um, we know that, um, there's nothing we can do in ourselves to save ourselves. So it is wise and it just makes sense to cling to the Lord, Mm -hmm. to believe in who he is and what he did, which is he came to this earth. He died for our sins. He rose on the third day and those who believe on him will be raised as well. Praise the Lord. I can't wait for that. Um, during his return, I'm so excited. So, um, yeah, I just pray that we don't become, uh, overcome with uh, what's going on with these vaccines, because regard regardless of where your church stands, where your pastor stands on your vaccine status um, or any government mandates, their job ultimately is to oversee your spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Their job is to ultimately um, ensure that you are being ushered into 
uh, the Lord's kingdom through providing you with God's word, feeding you through, of course, through God's word and equipping you to do ministry for God's glory. That is their job. And so, yeah, um, and that's it. And so for, for how to contact me, um, I'm at truthandfire.com um, for inquiries. It's truthandfire.com forward slash inquiries. And for um, uh, anything else, you can find me usually on Instagram at Vedete Um I have a Facebook page, but it's currently deactivated because it's connected to my personal page and I'm not on Facebook like that. So um, the best way to contact me on social media would be through Twitter or Instagram. Um, but if there's any direct questions or concerns, it is always best to email me at info at truthandfire.com. Thank you. Oh, I have a podcast. I forgot at the podcast. (laughs) Truthandfire.com forward slash the podcast is where you can see where all get all the episodes, but we are on, um, Spotify, um, Apple podcast, Google play podcast, Google podcast. I I always forget the names of all because we're on so many different channels or platforms that I forget but the best way to um listen to our episodes or find out where we are is to visit truthandfire.com forward slash the podcast okay now done well no because I just remember you were on American Gospel and and oh, that's, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good um show that or a documentary that needs to be watched so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, if y'all haven't seen it American Gospel is great um vetted food let me vetted just food. <laughs> But on there, I'm under my name, Constance. So, okay. on there, yeah, yeah. Right. So, what is Vete? You know what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, Vete is truth. Uh, e et is um, and and feu is fire. So, this Vete in, in French. And so, I've always been a Francophile. I've always enjoyed the French language, French culture. Not, I haven't gotten involved with it so much um, lately because I think I've just been so engulfed in, of course, doing the things of the Lord and working on um, the blog and stuff, but I, you know, I've always um, been a fan of the language and supposed to have been mastering it by now, but, mm-hmm. but in either case, um, I do love the French language. And so when I couldn't find my name on social media, um, where it wasn't already taken, I just used the French version of it. And kind of- <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. And I thank y'all for taking the time to watch us and um, listen. I pray you guys were blessed and um, I love you and grace and peace until next time. Thank you.